I couldn't find a yoga song, but I figured this is close enough. Nice. There's a there's an old like uh, song where this guy's making fun of it, and he's like, "Oh, I am what a silly goose I am, <laughs> what a silly goose I am." Oh, <laughs> people, like making fun of people who do yoga. Yoga. I thought you were talking about the yeah. Olivia Newton John like, song. I was real lost. I thought you were talking about Dane Cook. You no. You know what's weird? Really? Gerard was watching uh, that Airplanes movie that came out from Disney. The one that was Cars, but about planes. And I was he had it on, and I was like, I know that voice. What voice is that? And it's Dane Cook. Dane Cook is the main plane. That was what he's doing these days. <laughs> well, that's what he was doing eight Man. years ago. I don't know what he's doing now. Oh, he's doing nothing now. He's watching that movie with his kids. Right? <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Time and Place. Today we will be talking about yoga and should a Christian be doing yoga or is it completely fine? Does it have pagan spiritual connections that we should not be involved with? Is it just stretching? What do we do? And can, can a Christian go to yoga? Can we get into yoga? For all the health benefits only, and none of the spiritual stuff. That's what uh, that's what we're talking about today. So, yeah. Um, I so Julian, I don't know where you want to start because you're like redefining what yoga is now. <laughs> no, I'm not. And <laughs> well, before we get to there, have you guys done yoga ever? Have you guys actually done it, like ever? No. Like gone, like real, like done it. Like even did, did you ever like I'm gonna do this like on YouTube, or something like on YouTube or the Wii or something. No, I've I've like tried like if if one of my friends was into yoga, then I've like tried like oh try this pose, you know what I mean? Showing mm -hmm. me, but I've never like. Yeah, I've, I've like seen it. Chart and tried. Oh, those are I feel like those are super stressful. Like those little cards wow. that have all the poses. Like I've seen a right? chart and like tried that, but then. So apparently we're in the well. So you can just find like Google image yoga and then just like find something. Yeah, I mean a lot of them are on YouTube. You can but, just look uh, up the videos and follow along. But okay, so for the most part, we're talking about something we haven't actually done. So we're talking about this from research, not firsthand experience. So uh, if anyone is like involved in yoga, like you know, give us a little bit. Tell us. Something that you've heard in yoga class. Well, we're asking yoga. if we we're asking if we can do it. That's what we're saying. There's we for sure people in here that have already can. done it. Well, you <laughs> Solomon's waiting to start his fitness journey. We need to check off the boxes. <laughs> What's okay? Barbells, yes. Downward yeah. dog, no. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah. Well, my my interest kind of comes from running because I like to run. And I know a lot of runners do yoga also for like like flexibility and, right. and just like strength joint and um, pl pliability, joint health, strengthening you know muscles right. and stuff, and just kind of overall flexibility, avoid injury and stuff. And so I was thinking about that, and I was like, all right, and, and just doing just normal stretches, like I do like stretches at night, um, and then like after a run, and then at night I'll do stretches, and I feel good, like it really feels good to just like really stretch out and just kind of just normal after run stretches that right. you would all you would do in any sort of sport so but i'm like well so was there something to that like could i be doing more of something like that and is yoga 
an acceptable thing. Like I just go, I could never see myself going to a yoga class because I couldn't see myself <laughs> going to like any kind of class like that. Just like making the time and spending money. I can't even go to gyms. Why I run? So because I don't want to have a gym membership. But I could see myself doing like a yoga course online or something or like right. on tv and just following or whatever uh, but it's like okay well what is that like is that okay or am i what's what is yoga what do we as a christian mm -hmm. how should we approach this so that's kind right. of like just personally where i'm coming from at it but and the yeah. the accusation typically is you can't because it's uh pagan worship right like that's the thing that you hear most often yeah, there's over 500 you, comments on that post that I posted today, and the ma majority of them oh are God. are negative, right? No, yeah, no, it's fake. Really? Yeah. Well, you got a lot of weirdos that follow you, so <laughs> I, I think gen I think generally, <laughs> I think generally it's like sure, just pray to God. I think that's more what I've heard as far as like yoga and stuff is like yeah, holy yoga, Christian yoga, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yoga does mean union. That that's true. Um, so actually, union with what? Like so. Yeah, I, I looked it up today, and apparently the, the the root is the same root for yoke. Like when you yoke two animals together, it's the same root that like that's where the word yoke in English comes from. The yoga. Yeah, and then, equally yoked. <laughs> well, kind of how I understood it is is it's their their ultimate goal and achievement is to be unified and reach this level of brahman which is like you yourself are an inner god so like you're trying to reach the well, same like, enlightenment yeah. in yoga connecting your body with your spirit making yourself to the realization that you are a god mm -hmm. well the brahman is like the universal everything the energy you the source. Are like, the, so, like you are the, everything the Atman. Yeah, it's like you and then the Brahman and the you and it's, it's a whole Hindu one with everything, right? Right. Right. Like we're all one, and that's like the yoga poses are a means to that like spiritual end. So, okay. so we came um, to wildly different so, conclusions. <laughs> and uh, Abby's, I don't know if Abby's in the middle. She's further to your side than my side, but uh, we came to like vastly. I think we're further <laughs> apart on this than we were on vaccines or anything else, <laughs> as far as like how we feel about it now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a yeah. no. I'm I'm pretty You're sure. You're no. You're a hard no. no. Okay. Yeah. Are you a hard no or are you like leaning no? I'm a hard no. But then You're at the same no. time, okay. At the same time, if I'm if I'm looking on YouTube and I'm looking up stretching videos and there happened to be one where I'm laying on my stomach and pushing up, I don't necessarily think that in itself is simple. But going right. to an actual yoga class, putting together the moves, sitting in and the arm and you know. And see, that's the thing too, because when I, because I, I have watched Steve Bancars talk about it, who I like Steve Bancars a lot. I am like, I have a little salt with him because he's a little conspiracy minded a little bit, but he gets into that like Michael Heiser area with like, you know, spiritual stuff. But uh, he does talk about how yeah. like the poses are designed to bring you into that state of union with the Brahma or whatever. So like, you know, would you say like, like you can't even do the pose. Don't even do something that looks like the pose. Well, and it seemed like he was really well, just reiterating he, he, he said, the, yeah. the way that the poses go. Like there's certain like ways. The order? Like this po yeah, the order of the poses. Okay. That's so, yeah. Okay. And Solomon's well, a hard there are means to an end. So, right. I'm not a hard no. I'm, I'm, I''m uh, first of all, you're asking Abby if she's a hard no. I think 
Abby is a hard yes or no on anything. Like there's no, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Abby's like middle of the road on anything. So true. Like, I've always said yes. that I see black or white. <laughs> you, if you, whenever you do those little, like, do you, you know, uh, strongly agree, agree, <laughs> neutral, agree, disagree, strongly disagree. I'm you're like on the, the ends, right? Her, her pain is always zero or 10. <laughs> it's never like moderate. Okay. It's so true. You got that. You nailed it. No, there's no middle ground. But yeah. Um, true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Drew, I never know if someone who's anti vax who would all be against yoga. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very true. <laughs> that's a, I like, yeah. No, what to do with that kind of person? Yeah, she doesn't fit in the Venn diagram, right? You got to there's a whole new category. Making uh, a new diagram. <laughs> so, are you are you yeah. not a hard no? Or are you like a mostly no? Where are you where where did you land on it after looking at everything? There was some compelling stuff that that I, I saw, especially from Stephen Van So, like the points that he was making. Like I said, I really like Stephen Van and I really trust his opinion on it, especially like him coming out. So, if people don't know who Stephen Van is, he was like the leading New Age guy. He was. Um, I think he had Spirit like Science. John... Is that what it was called? He wrote for Spirit yeah. He Science. ran. I don't know if he had it. Yeah, he well, he wrote the or he 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 ran the uh, largest New Age website. Mm -hmm. um, and wrote books on for the new age and i mean astral projection out-of-body experiences crystals the whole thing like he was really really into it uh like top guy on the new age thing um and then christ just yanked him out of that and he became a christian and just like radically saved christ radically saved him and now he's a christian bible believing solid christian and uh, and, and he has, so we had, but and that's kind of his, in his ministry is to the new age, to people right. who are still in the new age movement. And he has all this credibility of like, look, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know what yoga is. I know what crystals are. I know what meditation, I know what all these things are. And, you know, in, in the biblical Christian response to that. So when he's, when, so when he talks about it, I really like give that a lot of credit because he came out of that and was, was part and of deep in it. So, yeah. So he has a lot of knowledge on that. So I would trust that that builds a lot of credibility, even just me, not in new age, but just like uh, him talking about these new age things. So if you don't, if you don't know, Steven Mancars, look him up. That is a really, really cool guy. He's got, um, a, I think it's out now. He's got another book called the second coming of the new age that he co-wrote with another mm -hmm. guy. So yeah, that's out. Okay. If you want to read it. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he talks about it and he's very against it. Um, uh, against yoga. And he, yeah, he was talking about how like, yeah, yoga means union and it is that your union with yourself, with the Brahman. And that's the goal. Like if you're really doing yoga and that's what I think we, we should talk about too, is that I think people like my mom talk about, like she went to a class and just did some stretches or whatever. Right. It's like, you know, so here's, here's what I would say. If I, if I downloaded some diagrams you know, or just like Google some diagrams of yoga poses and just did them in, in my in my living room, and I and I tell someone, oh yeah, I'm into yoga. Yeah, I do yoga. Oh, yeah, I love yoga. I'm into yoga. And they're like, oh, what's what studio studio do you go to? Who's your instructor? What? He's like, oh well, I downloaded some pictures online and I just follow that. They would probably say, oh well, you're you're not really into yoga. You know, like you do mm -hmm. the stretches, but you're not. There's more to it than that. You're I not into the culture. Yeah, I think anybody who's deeply into yoga would say, 
oh, well, if you, you know, oh, yoga, yeah, it's just stretching, mm -hmm. right? No, 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 there's more to it than that. Yoga is much more than just stretching. I think anybody who's really prominent in yoga and, and, and deeply involved in it would gladly say it. it's more than that, you know, and that's where we, and that's like, okay, well, that's, I don't want more than that. That's as a Christian, I just want to stretch and do be flexible stuff. It's like, okay, well then you're not going to do yoga. Well, like, that come, with that, let me posit this question. If someone told you that in response, would that make you go home and not do those stretches anymore that you downloaded the diagram or whatever? If they're telling me I'm not doing yoga, honestly, like if, then it would be like, Oh, I want to be doing yoga. I want to be someone who does yoga. What, what do I have to do? Well, it'd be more than stretching. Well, it's like, well, I, that's not me. I want to just stretch. Right. And then someone just said, all you're doing is just stretching, which is okay, but it's not really yoga. It's like, okay, well, then that's, I don't care. I, then I'm not doing yoga. I'm mm -hmm. just stretching, you know? And so I think that's kind of the, the nuance there of like maybe an acceptable level as a Christian or something. And who someone in yoga would, would say, you're not doing yoga, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that'd be okay with me as a Christian. Caleb, Caleb made kind of a good point in my opinion, would we see Jesus go into a yoga class? I don't, I don't believe so. I don't personally. I don't think so either, but I wouldn't need, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that, that, that there is something to these poses and, and there is something to the physical, like a spirit, the physical invocation of spiritual things, uh, even for Christians. And this is something Stephen Bancars made, said a good point too. He was saying, would, a would 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 it be okay for a Hindu to come into church and take communion? Yep. And because he wanted a snack, like no, that's not okay. Like he needs to not do that. But it's, it's just a piece of bread. But and you know it's like what are you doing? You're standing up, walking over, taking and eating it. But we would say, well, no, that's this is communion for the body. Like this is different. You know, this is not just eating a piece of bread. This is communion. This is you know the body of Christ. Do this in remembrance whole thing and you know we are eating and drinking our condemnation <laughs> if we if we're not you know yeah so there there's more to it there is that so it's like okay well then should a christian go and do yoga just for the sake of yoga but a hindu person say like oh sure you know maybe they would but i don't know like if we're just completely disregarding anything okay so i'm gonna as the the one playing opposite on this one um so when you say a physical aspect to a spiritual component or a spiritual practice does that mean the poses themselves are inherently spiritual? Yes. Well, no, I mean, it, it's, it's hard. It's in the context, right? So like if you say certain words in a different context, it could have different hateful meanings, hurtful meanings or joking meaning, whatever. So there is some context does matter for, for a lot of things, for language, for, for poses, whatever. Brianna had a good point of talking about like, isn't standing still a yoga pose? Right. Like True. stand with your back straight well, and breathe in your yoga. If I'm just, well, like, what if I accidentally do a yoga pose as I'm <laughs> as I'm pruning pruning the bushes? What if I accidentally do a yoga pose? Like, oh, he, I saw him. He he, he scratched his back, and that's a he sinned. You know. So I don't think I don't I think con I think context does matter in that regard as far as like, well, no. What are the intentions behind this? And right. What do you What are you doing? You know. And I think the meditation and concentration and breathing and like the 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 placing of the consciousness and those sorts of things are definitely part of that. That and definitely I, 
and that but people say that's yoga that's right. what you know it's great you know so the, clear your mind and it's for mind and soul and body right the the argument that i had or that we were having before we started that i i had read this article years ago and i had forgotten about it up until we started talking about yoga again and it was an article talking about how the idea of yoga as a spiritual practice is fairly modern and how it was more of a marketing ploy to sell it to americans than it is part of hindu culture right so uh, we, were, we were talking about it offline and I went to go look it up because I was like, I got to find this article again. And when I did, I started finding other articles that were all linked to it. And they're like, this is the source. This is where we got this from. This is how we came to this conclusion. And so my understanding and the two don't agree with me, but that's OK. Uh, <laughs> my understanding is that, wow, I'm Abby this time. The two of you don't agree with me. Uh, <laughs> my understanding. <laughs> uh, well, since me and you are basically the same person, I feel like you don't feel too bad because I don't feel too bad about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the conclusion that I, the, the stuff that I saw was that the, the early mentions to yoga and like the, the olden olden times in India had to do with meditation and breathing, but not necessarily this series of poses and stretches that the one that is beyond a shadow of a doubt linked to it is that Lotus pose where you bend your legs over your knee, that cross legged pose. That's for sure. Part of that. But the, the old world yoga was the idea of breathing and meditation. These other things were introduced far, far later. And from what I saw, we're talking like 1800s, not like, you know, early 500s. And that this whole spiritual aspect of the stretches was added progressively much later, kind of in the way that when things come to America, they take on an American veneer. When these stretches went to India, they took on an Indian veneer and then were sold back to Americans as a, uh, spirit, a holistic exercise, but that's not what the roots of those positions and poses are. That's that's so what I no, saw. So, so what were the Hindu roots of of yoga? What, it what was were you looking at the breathing, the meditation, and that lotus position. But really, it was and, the idea. And, and there was no spiritual aspect of that. No, not that. I'm talking about the poses, like the if you say warrior pose, downward no, dog, no, all that. No, no, I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about the, the the first Hindu to do yoga. Right, but what I'm right, and meditation. But what, there was a what spiritual I'm saying, element. Right, that. but what I'm saying is when you say that, people think downward dog, uh, warrior pose, whatever those poses. Those are later additions to this thing. So, to the spiritual thing. The spiritual right. thing was already there. They added right, the physical but, element to it. Right, the physical element is what's new. new. Ex except there's all the yoga documents that right are but those like, yoga documents mm -hmm. don't talk about these specific poses says, that's what i'm saying okay so it so, says so that the upanishads like, which which are exclusively devoted to the theory and practice of yoga are known as the yoga upanishads we're getting censored right now. <laughs> right? And supposedly those were written in, they're dated between 100 BC and 1100 AD. Right. But what so I'm that asking would be is, way before. Right. But you're not, okay, you're not following me. What I'm saying is, are, are you looking at one of those? I'm not following you either, man. I don't understand what you're saying. Because you're okay. saying like it started out as a spiritual thing with breathing and meditation. Right. And then physical things were added later. Much but later. that, okay. So what well, I'm so, saying is, oh, but, so, but, the, but the meditation and the in the in the breathing were are part of yoga, right? But what I'm saying is that those two things are not married intrinsically. So like when you're talking about like I don't want to do now, well, are they? <laughs> if, it, if it's not anybody doing uh, today, it is. That's what I'm saying. Like it, you know, if you're doing the if you're doing stretching, stretches were incorporated into this pagan worship, so that we call yoga. 
And so I want to go do yoga. Okay, well, that like that's right. If you're talking about the thing that was added later, the stretching, sure. But if you're talking about yoga as it is combined now, right? With but the concentration and meditation. Here's why I think it's important to have that yoga, though, because you can make that distinction. But when most people talk about yoga, they can't make that distinction. Like they can't say you can do the the stretches, just not the thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but. Kind of yeah. like Solomon said. Kind of like that. Solomon said, it is together now. So, what about what about the true testimonies of people who are truly trying to align their chakras and have felt that Kundalini serpent up their spine and have had the headaches and all those stuff? Like those are the personal testimonies. And a lot of what we rely on for Christ's resurrection is the personal testimonies. So let me so, ask you. Let me reverse that and ask it this way: um, okay. When we talk to somebody who's in like a Pentecostal type of faith. And they talk about how they know this is the right way to do it because they felt the Holy Spirit and that fire came down on them and they got flipped back. That's their personal testimony. But are they having any kind of real experience with God? Probably not. Right. I, so. Yeah, I think so, but not with God. Like, I think they're having an experience, but not. I think, I think Julian. An emotional experience. Yes. Yeah, Julian emotional. doesn't really believe in, in any kind of satanic no that's work. not true <laughs> that's not true. That's do no like, like do you believe in do you believe the, that that like that that spirits can move in like do you believe in like possession yeah and or even like a deep oppression from spirits like evil spirits uh, so i don't believe that it's common um i'm not saying it's impossible but i don't think it's a thing that's like happening all the time like when we talk i think there's a lot of people that really excited about the idea of spiritual things to the point to where they'll run with those things, whether or not they're real or not. Like you, you were talking about it's You think they're having an experience, but it's an emotional one. I agree with you. I think a lot of people who are doing this yoga thing and having this experience are having an emotional experience. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think there's more to it. You can have like, I, okay. I believe it's emotional. Let, let me, let me, but I think it would be an emotional experience and a practice, a, a, a craft, a practice that is opening, that could be opening yourself up. And that's kind of what Stephen so, Bank was talking about. Because I think he's more he's more sensitive to like what opens you up, like playing with a Ouija board or doing a seance or going so into a, we, going to a medium or something. Talk, I was thinking you know, about that today. I, I would say we should not be involved with that. I was thinking about that today and maybe we can – talk about this because that's a, a term that i never thought about until we started talking about the yoga stuff um the idea of like opening up like the, Dude, you're like lagging or something i don't think i'm lagging i think you're lagging i think you're both lagging, lagging. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so i was thinking about right, this okay i was thinking about this idea of opening up um today and it's it's almost like there's a charismatic paganism and a charismatic Christian Christianity, and they're two sides of the same coin. And yeah, on the one hand, you have like Kenneth Copeland talking about how he unleashes the spirit of God to do what to blow away the coronavirus, and on the other side, you have these people who are talking. About, yeah, uh, on the other side, they were talking about these people that are having these spiritual experience in yoga classes where they unleash their serpentine up their spine. And to me, I'm like, oh, you're both dumb. You're both having emotions that are doing nothing. Um, yeah, but you, but just like you said, you have sleep paralysis. There are people that have literally had like demonic 
Right, but what I'm saying okay. and from that happening. Demons or aliens. <laughs> that's not say so. that. That's not happening yet. Yeah. But what I'm saying is so what I was talking about the idea of opening up, like do you think to someone who is like a pagan, someone who has no involvement with the church or Jesus in any way, that they need to give permission to demons to do something to them? Like that's a very weird idea that I don't think I've ever not, thought about until today. Not, no, not permission necessarily, but inviting something. Exactly. And it's the difference between like I give you permission, devil. It's like no, I'm I am oh I'm receiving my dead ancestors or something. It's like well, no, you're actually receiving. The, are the they not? Are <laughs> they not already receptive to anything pagan? You know what I mean? Yeah, there. I think there is a difference between like. When we talk about spiritual warfare, and that, that that's that'd probably good for a, an episode, yeah. is we talk about spiritual warfare. I think spiritual warfare does come more in the in the in the form of uh, maybe like family strife or something, or like just a deep depression, maybe right. or like stress and anxiety, um, and that causing problems with your relationship with God, with your relationship with people, and everything. And so it doesn't look as like angels and demons clanging swords or you know it's not as like i'm levitating on the bed or i'm i feel a presence or something but i think it can be those things as well like i i don't think and i think too often we we look at like um oh you know it's like every time something goes bad you have a bad day you know like this breaks you spill your coffee you get into a wreck and it's like what is going on like something's happening and <laughs> yeah, watching Care Bears, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think it's. I think it does. And maybe just maybe doing those things just puts your mind in a certain place that is more susceptible to anxiety or fear or something, and that's the spiritual oppression or whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I had to go into a little bit more, but um, I think there there is something to like inviting. We think we we believe the devil is real. We believe right. demons are real. Right. We believe hell, right? So we believe that there are dark forces, right? So right. if there is something that is deliberately, <laughs> yeah, I'll right, like, right here on this podcast, I think it's less common. I think I think most psychics and even like Kenneth Copeland are charlatans, right? And they have financial material. But oh, I think someone just who, who just like went to a yoga class and say they felt this a serpentine spine up there. What, like what, like what are they, if they have nothing to gain from that and just like, I had this really freaky experience. I don't know what the heck that was, you know, but it freaked me out and it's weird. You know, it's like, I, that's not a charlatan necessarily. That's just a person. Right. Who but that's like a person, something, you know, th that's like a person in the audience at a, uh, Jesse Duplantis sermon. Who's like, Oh, I felt the spirit. It's like, well, you didn't. So I don't know what to tell Those are like, actors. Oh, everybody in that audience is an actor. Everybody setting in their money. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so uh, baseline, all of these these Hindu gods that we're praying to or whatever, they don't exist, right? Like, we're we're at that point. There's no Brahmin spirit that you're connecting with, right? Well, think of the think of the con think of it in contrast. Like, if if you if you turn the lights off or, or wake up early in the morning and get on your knees, bow your head, and pray to God. Put yourself in a posture of humility, a posture, a certain prostrate yourself. You know, there are things in Christianity where you do have a, a physical 
thing. I'm not saying that you have to like do a certain, your, your body has to be in a certain line. I'm just saying you, you, the Bible does talk about bowing your head, getting on your knees, doing these things in, 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 in posture of humility. And that meaning something, or you were saying that does, that means nothing. No, or but like, what even I, again, communion is a physical thing. The, the right. supper of like that, that, that it's a physical ritual that we have that means a baptism, right? That means something. It's, it, it's water, but it's not, it means something more than water. You know what I right. mean? Uh, as far but as like the, on a spiritual level. And it's a physical, it's a physical ritual we do with a spiritual hand. To, right. To, I guess. But the difference that so, I'm saying is. there'll be a dark wave. I think we're off time. Um, the difference, what I'm, I'm saying. Sorry, no, it's okay. no, 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 it's fine. I think we're on separate times. So I'm talking and you're, but we're not back. Yeah, um, I know. We're kind of like off. The difference is that what we're saying. So we know that these things, baptism, prayer, all those things are actually ancient. We have the sources that can document. Yes, this was instituted by Christ. It goes through the apostles, all of that stuff. What I'm saying is these, these physical aspects to yoga don't have that kind of documentation. They're a much, much later 1800s edition, most likely from European influence. That's what I'm saying. So th th this idea of like, oh, the stretches and the poses get you in union with whatever is kind of malarkey is what I'm saying. <laughs> now I'm saying- But if you were to say this, that, that, to, that to somebody who's Hindu, <laughs> then they would say, then they would think yeah. you're absolutely crazy because they've completely and totally- Yeah, anyone who does you know yoga- Right, but if I was to say to a Mormon, if I was to say to a Mormon that going to the temple doesn't actually do anything for you, they would also disagree with me passionately, but they'd still be wrong. If they and, told and me, I agree with you. If they told me they got a no, burning in their bosom what, when they- That's not what you're saying. No, that is what I'm saying. That, no, if but they that's say, not what you're saying. No, no what you're what, no, what you're saying is there is no temple. And they're like, yes, there is. Like, no, no, Mormons no. don't have this weird baptism of the dead. And it's like you, no, you, that's like what you're saying. Like no, 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 no. was added later, and they're like, it would be more like you're this. Telling them about their own history. It would be more like this if you told someone, well, Joseph Smith didn't believe in in uh, eternal exaltation when he started the religion, and they were like, well, yes, he did. He always believed in it, and you could find the documentation where you can see it progressively right. growing in the doctrine. That's what I'm saying about yoga. This physical aspect doesn't go back to the origins. It's a later edition. I mean, I, th I feel like it's physically grown from the time that and, the and that no one who doesn't know yoga. Yeah, I mean it's grown throughout time because we can we can tell whether whether the moves are there or not at first. Yoga was around way 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 a long time ago, and it has physically grown and manifested right. itself. So but even though they're false gods, would you do you completely deny that they're connecting themselves with a demonic force? Right, but when you say whether or not it had the physical poses, I feel like that's just throwing out a whole like whether or not this was real or not. Like you can't just say whether or not and just toss it out. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of confused. Yeah, so, okay, let's say. Go ahead, Solomon. <laughs> Julian, Julian, this is like, you know, so everyone who does yoga is wrong. Everyone, That's what you're you're saying about the history of yoga. What I'm saying is that everybody in America who is going to their Bikram class and is like, oh, I feel mentally whatever, has bought into this marketing ploy from the 70s that has been handed down when they thought they were talking about ancient origins of things. So this sounds like Halloween was invented to, for the candy companies to sell candy. That's what you sound like right now. Right. But again, it doesn't matter if that's what it sounds like. What I'm saying is, is that the reality of the situation? I don't you can't know say what, it, you can't say it sounds dumb, so it's not true. Like, is it true or is it not true? Well, we would have to figure that out first, and then have the conversation. You you went on this deep dive internet article thing, and now you're redefining what yoga is. Right. Well, I sent you the links. You didn't like them because Albert Moeller didn't agree with me. Even <laughs> at that, though, we can. 
<laughs> we could look. We could look yeah, past what you're saying because when they're you were, written by okay. yogis. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so Julian, when you were trying to explain it just then, you were right. like the you know all these people, the poses don't matter, blah blah blah. They're just going to get you know reach this self self awareness meditation, which in it in right. and of, of itself is still. Ian, Ian Ian made a comment up there, and he said we're told to meditate on the Lord, on the word of God. So anything, meditating on anything else is not what Christians are supposed to be doing. So even if you don't look at the history of it, going to a yoga class to meditate and find your center and meditate on you finding your inner balance and peace without the Lord, to me, isn't. Right, right, right. No, I agree with you. Yeah. If you're talking about can Christians meditate, well, no. And I've had that argument with somebody before where they're like, well, the Bible talks about meditation. Like, yes, but it's not even in the same realm as like yoga. Yeah, it's like yeah, not, Hindu not, meditation. Not the emptying of your life. Right. It's the opposite of that. It's the dwelling on the word. That's the Christian meditation, like dwell on the yeah. word of God, right? The, the deep thought, not I, the lack I, of I, Yeah. I had it pulled up because I thought we'd get to it. Uh, Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's mm -hmm. right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned, received, heard from me, or seen in me, put into practice, the God of peace will be with you. So that is that yep. dwell yep. on these things. It's the opposite of the Hindu meditation of clear right. your mind, right, emptiness. Right. It's the no dwell on these things. Fill your fill your mind with God and, and things that are pure and righteous. And I'm just saying yoga isn't pure. Okay, so let me ask this. Let's say we took all those poses, right? Because we're Solomon, I, I think it's around the same page as me, that the pose themselves, like the the stretch the your back pose, are, right, yeah. are not pagan in, like pagans don't own stretching, yeah. right? So let's say we took those right. poses. Kundalini is not a corner of the market on stretching. Right. <laughs> so let's say we took those poses and we started our own program and we called it something completely different. It had nothing to do with spirituality or any of that stuff. It was just like, Hey, we're going to get together and stretch after this. If you want to come do it with us or whatever, yeah. would that be okay? Or would it be like, Oh, that's too close. Yes. And anybody doing yoga would say you're not doing yoga. Mm. So is that the anybody in yoga? That's what I'm saying. It would, that's not yoga. The, the question, like, and that's what I'm saying. You, you're talking, and if we did that and we say we're going to start our own Christian yoga thing where we eliminate any sort of concentration or meditation or breathing or core consciousness, whatever alignment with anything, no music, no incense, no we talk, <laughs> meditation, nothing. We just literally stretching and listening to Metallica. They, <laughs> they would say, that's not yoga. You're just stretching. And it's like, okay, well then I guess I'm not doing yoga. That's what the Albert Moeller our, our briefing came down to was like, if it's Christian, then it's not yoga. If right. it's yoga, then it's not Christian. Right. And that's what I'm saying. But if you're redefining yoga, well, maybe that's, this is we, where we're on a different topic. Maybe but this is where our wires are getting as crossed. We know it today with the incense and the music and everything. Right. And maybe this is where our wires are getting crossed. Because when I think about yoga, I think about stretches. I don't think about incense, but I'd also don't go to a yoga studio. Oh, so I, I mean, know, if, anybody right. does yoga thinks about those things. But that's that seems to be. So let me ask you this. Is that the delineation point? If someone says if someone who does yoga and is deep into it says, oh, you're not doing yoga. Are, is that the point where you're like, OK, then it's good. Or is it like, as soon as they're like, oh, you're doing yoga is like, oh, I can't do this anymore. What? what? I'm sorry. Like, okay. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, if, <laughs> if someone who does yoga, who's like deep into it, says, 
oh, you're not doing yoga. It's okay. Like at what point is it like, oh, now you're doing yoga and then it's not okay. I think it would, it would have to include a, a consciousness tweak centered concentration on breathing and maybe inclusion of a mantra, mm-hmm. uh, that mindful, uh, meditation, emptying meditation would be part. And there's a, now you're really doing yoga because okay. this yoga is a mind, body and spirit this exercise. And I think that no Christian should have a part of, but if okay. we're stretching, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. If it's just like stretching, Drew had a good comment about, uh, if the poses, uh, the movements of yoga are necessarily right. bad or tainted due to its role in pagan worship, is sex likewise tainted? Again, I would say no, but it, it, it depends. Sex between two married Christians who are expressing like what God has created, sex of, of love and, and knowing each other, no. Temple prostitutes, yes, right? That mm-hmm. sex, like, right. it's a different context. So the act of human intercourse is not in and of itself. That's where we're talking about like, is it what is it glorifying? Is it mm-hmm. is the context of these things matters, right? So there, that's why I say there's no secular, uh, there's no pagan stretching. There's just stretching right. and then consciousness, mindfulness on emptying yourself and being become one with everything. Okay, that's not right. That's your if that's the if that's the ends of the means of your stretching. Then that's wrong. You're you're you shouldn't be doing that to those mm-hmm. ends. But um, you know, like Christian music versus secular music. That's why right. I say there's no secular music. There's no secular sunset. There's no secular or pagan uh, evil sex. There's there's the act itself is 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 all belongs to God. But it's how we're manipulating, perverting it, and and using it to glorify the self and being one with the self or pagan gods or something then it's the context of those things so, so that abby, would be like my answer to the question let, let me ask you the same question abby if we took just the poses and we got rid of the spiritual aspect and all we didn't talk about that we weren't talking namaste or any of that stuff and we were just doing poses would you be okay with that or would you be like oh it's too close to yoga yeah i, I feel like it's too close to yoga only because the poses were inspired to reflect and worship pagan deities. Now we know that they're false, but my whole thing is if I can stretch my body in a million other ways, why even associate with this type if it's so dangerously close? Maybe, maybe if I sit around and I'm doing all these yoga poses and not meditating and there's no incense, maybe I'm not in the wrong. But at the same time, why? Like why whenever a ton of people, Hindus, there's a ton of Hindus rely on this to gain this personal relationship and enlightenment. And it's used for a spiritual awakeness that, that I think, I think maybe I'm a little bit more sensitive to it because in my wild days, like with the going to the music festivals and the drugs, it was all about like the spiritual enlightenment. And you meet so many people who swear that they astro project. They swear that they've made their souls go out and they can go around and like to the world. I mean, there's so many just crazy instances that Julian would be like, they're liars. I absolutely, (laughs) I absolutely would have been like, sure, dude. Yeah. Sure you Tripping did. Balls. <laughs> For like my first response would have been okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Drugs are powerful. Yeah. You you and they Rogan are. both. I don't believe they're not yeah, powerful, no. but I'm not saying that you're 
Um, I, so, I don't, I don't believe that you're popping a pill and transcending reality. I think you're, you're hallucinating. Yeah. And that's probably true with the drugs. But what I'm saying is there are people that are supposedly able to do that after opening their third eye and have all these psychic, psychic abilities. And you know, yeah, how do you, how do you about, like, that whenever right, they are, but, yeah, whenever they are psychic and they are really, and honestly telling these people the future, do they have some sort of spiritual awakening and they're connected with this God of the universe or are they having a spiritual connection with the demonic force that's so, making them believe that? So I'm with, I'm with Solomon. I think 99% of psychics are charlatans. I actually, I was at the mall one time and there was a, a, a card reader and uh, I was like, read my cards. I want to see what you know. And she didn't know anything. I was like, yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I agree. There's a lot of scams. Yeah, but right. There are people, yeah. There are people that. Yeah. But when you talk about like, well, well, after they open their third eye, well, they don't have a third eye. You know, that's not a thing. Like you don't or, have a third eye. That, uh, I mean, we do, have a pen, we do have a penal gland. Right, but it's not for yeah, connecting right. with the with the force of the universe or any of that stuff. T tell tell that to somebody who has supposedly opened it and has all right, these extra spiritual abilities. Well, that, Julian, your your body does go through a chemical reaction on DMT and like psilocybin and stuff, like acro psych uh, um, psychotropic drugs or whatever. Right. Like your your body does go through a chemical disruption, and that is like the penile gland. And right, but those are it, it unloads those things. Like even DMT is not an outside force coming in. It's right. something that you already have in is n no longer being prohibited to affect your penile gland, and that's what makes people like trip balls. Right, so but that's what I'm saying. It's a chemical reaction. It's not. But, but that's a real thing. You're talking about charlatans. You're talking about like, no, no, no. oh, I'm just tricking you in like right. mind, mind games. Like what, a real physical saying, reaction that makes you see stuff. What I'm saying is growing up in the conservative evangelical church, there was this tendency to have this Frank Peretti vision of Christianity and spiritual warfare yeah. where it's like, oh, there's demons around every corner. And if you play Magic the Gathering, you're going to unleash the dramatic. Yeah. And I think there's a romanticness to that, like this idea of like, oh, the battling spirits that we just like kind of, you know what I mean? And so when someone talks about like, yeah. oh, I opened my third eye and I have psychic powers, like I'm sure you believe you do. I, I don't yeah. know. I, th I think that the whole the whole thing, when Jesus was talking in Matthew 13 about the kingdom of God and he goes through the parables, he talks about the parable of the, did I cut out? No, it's something else. Uh. <laughs> I was like, great. Um, when he talks about the parable of the weeds and he talks about the parable of the net and he's talking about how in the kingdom there's going to be, you know, the good and the bad. I think that's right. still a, still a big, a big sign of, you know, the spirit, the, the armor, the spiritual armor. Like, what, what do we have the spiritual armor for? I think there's still now I don't think obviously I do not think that demonic presence can take your salvation, but I definitely think that demonic presence has a hundred percent things to do with unbelievers and is uh, the means of how they almost stay in their unbelief. You know what I mean? So I think it, it does, it does ultimately come down to the God of self. Right. right and right. that's that it is about the self becoming one with everything. And it's right. like, but but really making one everything about yourself. Yes. Like it, you're you're including like I am a part of that. I'm God, right? right. And that's a, that's any atheist would believe that. You right. know, be your own God. So and that's why yeah, it does come down to that. Yeah, that's there were kinda, there were psychics in the Bible, weren't there? Yeah, uh, I mean, that was, yeah. Bible? right. And that's what I'm saying. Mediums. Like 
yeah. yeah, there was mediums and sorcerers and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is like they're not in control of anything. You know what I mean? Like if someone who's like, oh, I'm I'm a uh, warlock and I can call down demons, it's like, oh, you're just a dummy that they're keeping that your your spirits are having check. Like you're not in control of anything. You don't have any power. I, I, I agree with that, but they believe that they do. They believe yeah, but that I they think do. It's less obvious. I think people who are like that or I think I think Satan does work through certain things like that, but it's not it's not as overt and right. obvious, I think. Like the like kind of with the music, right? We're talking about like, oh, I'm gonna let my kid listen to Slayer and he's gonna worship the devil. It's like I don't right. think that would be the case. I, I think it, it would be like if your if your son became an atheist, like that's more dangerous. I mean, I think Darwin is more dangerous than Slayer, right? right. So as far as like changing minds and like deceit and you know a lot of things like that. So there's a lot of worldview deception and right. God denial that has nothing to do with witches and psychics and stuff. Right. I mean, I think it can, but I think usually it's not as so blatant and I overt. Right. Or whatever. And I think that's but, where, where me and Abby the Christian are. do that. No. Right. Right. And that's, you know, <laughs> I agree. We can agree. No Christian should be doing medium actions. <laughs> no, no Christian should be like playing. Christian shouldn't go to a psychic. Right. Should Christians Christian get their palm read? Right. Should, right? right. Even though the, you say and they're all fake, like not, but still, even though me and Drew did go to psychic. He, <laughs> <laughs> so, so how does that, how does that I was, thinking, I was thinking about this. Go ahead. What? I was just going to oh, ask Julian, yeah. how, does that, re- how does that reconcile? Like if, 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 if he believes most fortune tellers are fake, but you shouldn't go to one. But then he also believes that yoga poses aren't really actually real, but you should do them because, because yoga co-opted the poses and said, Oh, this is ours now. And I'm like, well, you can't do that. You don't just get to own things that way. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Your incredulous looks just, they're so, because <laughs> so judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> You're, we're not asking about thing. that. It's like, it's like okay, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get like a like a like an analogy or something. Like someone doing tarot cards uses like cards or something, right. or the, like astrology might be a good one. Like they use the stars to 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 be a psychic and do these weird astrology horoscope things, mm-hmm. right? And so, and you're like, there's nothing wrong with stars, right? And as I'm saying, I'm not saying that we're we're not saying that. Right. You're, you're right. You're There's nothing not wrong with that. stretching. You're but, not but it's like, that. but that's what it's like. You're saying should 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 someone go to an astrologer? And we're saying no. And you're saying there's nothing wrong with stars. Right. Like, yeah, but that's not what it is. But that's not the, how the, it's a different context. She's like, should boom. someone go to yoga? No. There's nothing wrong boom. with stretching. You want here's, that's not what we're talking that about. But here's why it's not a here's why it's not a burn. And Abby's <laughs> Abby's the reason it's not a burn because the difference is in the subtlety. Because you say, yeah, if we stripped it of all the spirituality, oh. we can just do the stretches. And Abby says we can't even do the stretches. That's where the difference is because there are people who would say, no, so okay. where, so, no, no, no. Okay, okay what so I'm Abby, where would you say with that with the, with the stars? Can you can can you go stargazing? Yes, and and, and what I'm saying, Julian, is like okay. Personally, I think if. Personally, what I think is if you're going to get home on YouTube, you shouldn't be looking up yoga yoga routines, okay? Now, if I'm going to look up, let's say, um, Olympic stretch routine, and it happens to have downward dog in it, and it has nothing to do with yoga. Now, I don't think that that stretch in and of itself is sinful, 
What I do think is whenever you put all the stretches together and you're going towards the yoga purpose and the yoga end goal. Okay, but what you're saying is still these stretches. Yeah. These stretches are the end goal. Yeah, right. But okay, <laughs> here's why I'm, I'm so in the context of yoga. Yeah. Right. But some people. Uh, here's why I'm so hard on that because there is that attitude that's like, well, like the pieces are not bad, but if you have all of these stretches, then they're bad because it's headed towards yoga. Like, so they just get to own those stretches. You can't. You can't have them. No, they don't own stretching. I'm just saying, in the con- if you stretch and do these poses in the context of yoga, traditionally, what everyone understands yoga to be. Right. No, I music, get concentration, meditation. That's what we're saying. There's nothing wrong with stretching. Me, There's me nothing wrong you, with star case. But if you're doing you are having a different this, conversation than me and Abby. Because Abby's saying if you put all these stretches together, you start heading towards that yoga place. And I'm like, well, no, because they don't own these stretches. One, they didn't invent them. Two, they can't just claim them. It doesn't work that way. I'm, well, just but Abby's not against stretching, though. Right, and right. I'm not against, and I'm not against. Like, obviously, there. I, I did some of the stretches, some of the yoga stretches as a cheerleader before I even knew what yoga was. Right. Never even knew what it was. But like I said, I just think that if you're if you're looking to stretch and you happen to be doing stretches that end up being a yoga pose, that's a lot different than being like I'm going to get on my YouTube or I'm going to go to a yoga class or I'm going to look up yoga and try to leach this um so I can be all peaceful and right, spiritual. Think, you know yeah, what I mean? I think people- well, I think the Christians do go in search of like flexibility and stretching and be like, right. well, there's this thing called yoga. Right. And I'll do that. And I'll just, uh, yeah, it, it is a discernment thing. I don't think it's, I think you can stretch and even very similarly to the poses maybe, or even doing the poses out of context of those things. Mm-hmm. But if, uh, I, I don't know if you should be stretching and even like, like, I don't think you should go to, a yoga studio and a, a traditional understood concentration meditation yoga class and say, well, I'll just think about God. Right. right? Because so let me ask it this way. Uh, he froze again. I don't know he's gonna come back something on. else. Like, so let, let me ask it this way. If I, if I were to know I mean, you, you cut out on my end, I don't know if she saw it. It's like, we're on different uh, signal. Strengths. Yeah. Something's going on. We're all weird. It's the yoga, man. Uh, <laughs> My mom's freaking out that I, that I went to a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> She's re- praying pray for you Drew, right I now. I was going to mention that, Drew, because as soon as we started talking about psychic, I was like, me and Drew went to a psychic one time, and I wonder if you remember that. And I wonder, and he's like, hey, you remember we went to a psychic? <laughs> yeah. You'd see beads of sweat coming down Solomon's forehead. <laughs> oh. Mom's so let me ask this way. I, I remember we went to a psychic, but I don't remember what we did. I think we had to like pay or something. And like, we don't oh, pay. The worst. I don't remember like the conversation of what we did, but I do remember like being bored in Wichita Falls, Texas. <laughs> and, and there was nothing to do. And the like, only thing was a psychic. We like drove past a psychic place and we're like, uh, I, I think it was probably my idea. Just like, <laughs> let's go in. It's all bull crap anyway. Huh? And then, and we got there and then I, like kind of got freaked out <laughs> and then they're like we i think we had a conversation and then they like wanted to pay for the next like oh. thing it was like all right well it was like someone's house or something like they lived it at always the, is it, it always is somebody's house it wasn't a house but it was like it was like a business, <laughs> it was like a business building like a psychic place but did they, they have like, like the weeds they were like yeah, come back. They, like, yeah they like <laughs> lived there and then like her husband came in with her kid or something it was like <laughs> 
you live here? Like, <laughs> well, you can't you can't make rent on a building and a house when all you do is psychic readings. They live <laughs> pay the bills. Yeah, but it wasn't a house. They were just like Mine, living in their office place. <laughs> Mine was at least free. I didn't have to pay to call her a fake. Uh, so let me ask you like this, because so if I were to let's say hypothetically I was to go and get like a pack of those cards that are like oh 10 routines and one pack of cards and it just has the poses on them and i was to look at these and say i'm just gonna do these poses i'm not gonna do any of that stuff and i'm doing them at home i'm not doing them with anybody where do you guys fall on that i i would i would be okay with like i think that would be uh safe or whatever or using good discernment maybe but as far as like like even just like looking at a chart of like the different poses and just trying to like get into those poses or something right. Um, just, but like, I'm, I really want to stretch out and there's this one yoga pose that like would be perfect for what I'm trying to like tweak out in my back or whatever. And I think if you do that and then like, like, okay, that's cool. But that, that isn't in the context of what you, no one who does yoga would say you're doing yoga. Right. right? But I'm not asking about for them. I'm asking about for you, like for your, for your opinion. I think that's true. I would agree with them. I would agree with what they're saying. Like, yeah, you're not really doing yoga. So yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want to. But okay. I want to do this, try these stretches and get flexibility. So, but I don't think anybody really does that. I think when someone thinks like, I want to stretch out and get into yoga, they look at a class, they look mm-hmm. on instructional thing of real meditation, concentration, yoga. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, I'll just think about God or I'll just and pray. We, I'll and say, God, that? God will be my mantra. It's like, mm. that, we don't talk about <laughs> mantras in Christianity like that. Right. You know? And where, and where, and what potentially could that lead to? Let's oh, say I, did. Let's I always, say I, I always, I always get bristly at the like. What potentially could that lead to? That's such but a really, Southern Baptist conversation. But really, like, let's say I go and I, I go <laughs> and I get these yoga cards and I enjoy the stretches and then I'm like, right. oh, wow, I really think I'd enjoy a yoga class. So eventually, my next step is going to be to get into a yoga class. When why not just completely and totally ditch the whole yoga idea and find other <laughs> stretches? Mm-hmm. There is, and there, there's, there's alternatives, and there's things like as soon as I said this, a lot of my Christian friends mentioned this thing called Ramwad. Have you ever heard of that? No, but that sounds like the devil. I know, right? I was like <laughs> Ramwad. It's like Wormwood. R-O- yeah, I know. R O M W O D. Ramwad. Like a lot Never of my, of all my Christian friends who like I trust with like good wisdom and discernment were like uh-huh. Ramwad, dude. It's a, it's the same stuff without any like completely removed from that context of meditation and stuff, whatever. So look, there's stuff out there. I mean, you know, I think it's like a CrossFit thing or something, but um, I don't know, whatever. Like there's, there's ways <laughs> to stretch without outside of the context of yoga, of, yoga, of true yoga. Right. And I think that's okay. Like that's fine to find that alternative or whatever. Like who cares? Like that's not whatever, you know, just, if you truly just want to stretch, then just do that. So this, this is kind of off topic, but it's a little, it's kind of in my, where I'm thinking now. So let's say hypothetically, uh, you did the, you did the research and I was correct. They stole these poses. They co-opted them. Would you feel like it was okay at that point, not to do it, but to like tell people like, yeah, yoga is full of it. It's not, it's nothing. It's garbage. If you do it, not only are you wasting your money and time physically, but also the spiritual stuff, it's not a thing. It's all fake. It's all made up. Is, is that like a worthwhile thing? Is, is it worthwhile to point out the, the areas where s- fake spirituality has like co-opted things that they don't have any kind of possession? of? Yeah, but I think it, I would never tell anybody to, to meditate on anything but God. Right. Or like try to concentrate or dwell on 
mindfully, like really focus your consciousness. Mindfulness is a day. big thing right now. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's and the self. Yeah. What, yeah. What, self. what do the Buddhist monks try to reach by like not talking and what what is it that they're trying to reach? Nirvana. Nirvana, yeah. Maybe. So so would you at the same time be able to be like well, it's just really not really spiritual. It's kind of all made up. I mean, do you know what I mean? But to them, like, okay, here, here's the question. Okay. Do you, do you, as, as, as a Christ follower, uh-huh. we believe that there's one God, right? Right. That's it. Right. But do you believe that there are other spiritual diversions? Um- yeah. Michael Heiser. That's a Michael right. Heiser. That's a Michael yeah. Heiser stuff. Like the Council of the Gods and like those other right. gods, like truly other gods. But no, I, right. I, I, I think forces that were behind some of the false gods and, right. and pagan idols and stuff. Uh, but not true. Like Baal was actually a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or Moloch with the owl. Head. Like I don't think that was like a real thing, like a real creature. Right. right. Yeah. But I think they're pagan. But, but they, but they, they were, demonic. but it was a spiritual diversion enough that they truly believed in Moloch. So let it, me, let it, me, it was a deception. Let me answer this way. Yeah. Um, Moloch worshipped involved sacrificing children. Children. Planned Parenthood also involves sacrificing children. One of those your, doesn't have for your, for your health and wellness, right. and your prosperity. Right. Yes. What it comes down to at the end of the day is how does this benefit me? Not what God am I paying homage to? Like Planned, Parent, Planned Parenthood doesn't have any spiritual aspect to it overtly that says, oh, we do this for the worship of whatever. It's for the worship of self. And that's why all of those things, those pagan gods were appealing because it was like, how does this benefit me? What do I get out of this? What's good for me? That was the that was the which I would never recommend a cre- uh, of anyone to do. Right. And you know what, what I'm what Right. And, but what I'm saying is when you talk about, are, are there other spiritual diversions? Like your biggest obstacle, your biggest obstacle, obstacle to Christ is yourself and your love of yourself. So you don't believe in the old Testament that Satan was deceiving the nations. Right. But it was a deception That's that they right. were happy to run into to themselves. The like, first temptation was to be like God. It wasn't to yeah, worship Satan. That's behind all sin is right. like, you know, Satan, Satan was deceiving saying you can be God. Right. Right. And that's what all, I think what it all comes down to is that. But, but they didn't, but, but some of them didn't believe they were God. They had their own gods. Right. But what did they think it gave them? But, Power. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was all okay. for them. Okay. It was all elevated understanding of like, um, I see what you're yeah. saying. Right. Yeah. But it was and for so, the crops. It was for right. the rain to come. It was for the harvest to be good. It was to live long and prosper and, and right. for prosperity and financial wellness, which is fertility. The, yeah. Which is the primary reason people get abortions. Like, and that, so that is a physical ritual that, that accomplishes all the same things as worship to Moloch. Right. There's, just no, there's no Moloch. Right. There's no, but it's like, I, I'm sacrificing this baby for my future prosperity and wellness and well-being and, and less stress and peace and, and whatever. Like, and maybe this is where we, we come – maybe this is where we meet on the yoga thing because if you were to say to someone you can't do yoga and be a Christian, they would be like, oh, but I feel so at peace when I do it. And we would say, well, you've – to me, and this is – you know, maybe we can talk about spiritual components or whatever, but that's no different from being an alcoholic where it's like, well, I feel good when I drink. Mm. And it's like, well, that's not where you're supposed to go to find peace. Yeah, it's the false peace. Yeah, it's right. a it's a temporary, yeah, unfulfilling peace. Ultimately, 
Yeah, but that's and again, that's anything that like draw, the final throne is yourself, right? It's like right, uh, right, uh, exactly. The god of self. And so, as much heat as I've taken for my skepticism towards spirituality on this, that's what it comes down to for me. Is this idea that it's like, oh, well, the spirits are deceiving them. It's like, no, they love themselves. That's what it comes down to. It's not hard to get a narcissist to do something that benefits themselves. And all human beings are naturally narcissistic because we want to be God. So I would say stay away from that because it does point to self. Mm. Drew had a good one that maybe we can talk about, but it's touchy. I'm scared of this one a little bit. Uh, talk about Christians and mental health. Like that is taboo. Yeah. I'd be down. I got a I, story. Let me ask <laughs> well, you. <laughs> that is important because there is that, that, that I, I, I would, I would put that like in the context of the prosperity gospel, <laughs> like be a Christian and all your problems will go away. Right. I like, knew no, like that, like that's actually kind of the opposite. <laughs> like what right. uh, yeah. it says, like, you will take up your cross and, and, and follow me. Like, yeah, that's not. <laughs> so, so I think mental health would be part of that. What, what do you think about? Um, what do you think about anxiety? Like that's like a trendy one. Everybody has like, oh, I have anxiety. I have anxiety. Or I'm on anxiety meds. Like, it's weird because the scripture is like, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request be made known unto God. So it's like, it's almost like scripture saying, well, don't be anxious. Trust in God but we treat it like it's a mental disorder. Like it's not a pro it's not a sin problem you're having. You have a mental problem. Like a chemical imbalance. Right. Or right. Yeah. I think, well, could be, I mean, I don't know. And I think it also depends on, on experience and knowing God's sovereignty. So, mm -hmm. so when I was 14, my ex shot himself and I was on the phone with him. That, that, that thing sparked so much anxiety in me right. that from then on, it constantly made my mind always, always, always anticipating the worst. Whether I was in a restaurant thinking that a bomb was going to go off, whether I was in my room thinking that someone was going to come in and murder me, whether I was thinking my dad was going to drive and die, I was always thinking worst case scenario and I was mm -hmm. always anxious, anxious, anxious. And it wasn't until I learned about God's sovereignty that I actually truly understood peace. So mm -hmm. if, you, if you live in this worldview where everything's out of control and anything bad could happen at any second and you're not really understanding that nothing's out of God's will, then I think that's a hundred percent where anxiety can come from. Mm -hmm. You you're relying and wondering constantly. What if, what if, what if, instead of resting in his will and what's going to happen? Yeah. And so, that's how it was for me. Ooh, what was it like being a mom in that kind of uh, mental space? That sounds horrifying. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was. Um, that ha that <laughs> happened. Okay. I guess I was fifteen. Yeah, right. That happened when I was fifteen. But I didn't. I did not. Keep wanting to leave, it. but I don't want to leave. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't deal with it until I was twenty-three. And once I was twenty-three, I had a complete and total emotional breakdown. Like mm -hmm. I, I went to the pavilion not because I thought I was suicidal, but because I needed counseling. I was like, "This is right. all my fault." And he had always told me that he was going to do it, so I'd feel guilty for the rest of my life. So when he did that. I was like, I'm not getting help. I'm not going to counseling. And I was 15 years old. And I was like, I'm just going to get through it. He's not going to, he's not going to win. <laughs> so when I was 23, it was like everything, everything that I should have felt as a 15 year old girl, I felt. Right. And so I went to the pavilion to get counseling. My, my desire was for psychology. Went there. Mm -hmm. They locked me in the pavilion for a whole weekend, a whole weekend. Okay. In with the sociopaths, in with. What's anybody. the pavilion? Like where people, like where people are like 
uh, want to kill themselves or like sociopaths mm. that can't control their outburst. It was Arkham. Um, yeah. So and you're in there with everybody. Everybody it doesn't matter. You can't be in your room by yourself. So okay. I go. I go in there. They tell me that I am bipolar. They counsel me like I'm bipolar. I get out. They send me to a psychologist that and a psychiatrist that gives me pills for being bipolar. They gave me mood stabilizers, antidepressants, Xanax, and I was on 70 milligram Vyvanse. Good Lord. Yeah. So, okay. So I, my husband now was like, I really just don't think you're bipolar. And I'm like, I am bipolar. They told me I'm manic right now. Okay. And I really believed it. I really did. <laughs> but once, <laughs> once, once we moved to Lubbock, I kind of got out of that I stopped taking all those pills. We moved to Lubbock and um, actually lost custody, full custody of my daughter during all that because right. I was just out of my mind. I really right. was my oldest daughter. So once um, once we got to Lubbock, we were going to go back to court and I requested my records from the pavilion. I went through every single paper of that list and not one time does it ever say that I was bipolar. It said I had PTSD. But not one time in any of those papers did it say I was bipolar. They told me that they treated me that, and they shoved pills down my throat because of that. And so I could I could go on and on about mental health and Christians because wow. I think that the system fails huge mm. big time. Okay, so let's wow, let's make that a whole episode because I want to get someone else on yeah. here too who had a similar sure. experience, and we'll see if we can yeah. all talk about because that's yeah, there was an issue with like P PTSD and stuff too, like for sure. Because right. that I mean that that's real, like that's You're right, right real yeah. it's like what, what is that how does a christian respond to that mm. yeah so like that'd, that'd be a good one thanks drew christians and mental health <laughs> yeah thank you drew drew gets yeah. a producer credit on this uh <laughs> so they were trying uh, what, i mean why did they treat you like you were bipolar if you weren't that's what i don't understand like why did they just tell you you are and do this i don't know i don't know and that's the thing is like i i would go in for group counseling i never went on one-on-one -on -one counseling it was mm. always a group and I, and I always, you know, I did have ups and downs. There were some times when I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to get through this. And there were some times when I was just like, I don't really want to live. Like, I don't want to kill myself, but I don't have any desire to live whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like, I I have the guilt of taking someone else's life. I had no desire to live. And then, mm -hmm. I, and then I would go up and I'd be like, all right, I'm good. I can get through this. You know what I mean? But I don't know if they just immediately projected that on me because right. I did have ups and downs. Or I don't really know, but it, is, it, it, scarred, it scarred me. It made, it made it made my depression worse going that, to that place. Like normal people have ups and – people who have not been through traumatic events have ups and downs. Like that's not a weird thing. Right. Plus it's not – so I, you know, going through what you went through, I wouldn't think it would be crazy to be like, oh, well, she had a traumatic event. It's obviously she would have these ups and downs. That's so weird that they got so hard in the pain about it like right up front. Yeah, but what, they were shoving uh, shoving pills down everybody's throats. It, what did that feel like? What did it feel like on those drugs? That's what I'm really curious about. How did it feel was, to be on it? I was a zombie. I had no. It was it, it cured it cured my sadness because it made me feel nothing. Mm. I felt absolutely nothing. I was just going through life like no happiness, no sadness. I was just there. You know that's that's kind of funny. Maybe we'll talk about it later because I know we've talked off podcast about marijuana and Christians and stuff. Uh, when I would smoke, I couldn't focus on stuff. It was kind of one of those things like, oh, you'll feel better if you smoke, you'll relax. And it's like, what well, kind of? Yes, but because I can't focus on any of my thoughts. It always so, helped me focus. Did it always help? It always had the opposite. I couldn't focus on anything. Yeah, I've always heard it, uh, the opposite of that, Julian. Like, I don't, maybe we smoke marijuana myself. Maybe <laughs> you're not ready for this, Solomon. Take it, take it, like, take it. I never, I, <laughs> I haven't, mom. 
maybe it was maybe I had a weird reaction to it. Maybe it's just my my body makeup, but I couldn't focus on it. Like thoughts would fly by and I couldn't grasp it. It was like fuzz. It felt like watching a static TV where you can kind of see a picture but not enough. I don't think that was one. Sherman Helmsley, Angel Dust. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. So now we for sure have to do mental health at some point. That's yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to heavy. get into all that. I'm, so, I'm gonna have to jump off of here to get my little bit. No, that's fine. Okay. Uh, we, we can wrap yeah. it up. We can go ahead and yeah, yeah. So, end of the day, we're all on the same page that nobody should go to a no Christian should go to a yoga studio, no matter how affordable and how good a sign up deal they're having when this is over, right? When the we COVID agree. quarantine is over, I uh, would say that's just that's a, using good discernment, not to just like. Right. For a Christian to say, I want to get into yoga, right. and I'll go to a studio, listen to the music, I will burn the incense, I will say a mantra, if it's God or Jesus as my mantra. Like, mm. I, I don't think that that is that is good practice of Christian-minded med- meditation and con- like presenting your consciousness to God and hum in a hum you know posture of humility. Right. I don't think that that's that that's appropriate. Stretching, sure. Mm-hmm. Like if that's if you want to like look at a chart and do some stretches at home with with not the music, with not the meditation, without the concentration and altering of consciousness, I would say sure. But I, that's I don't think you get that in a studio. Right. I don't think anybody who's into yoga would say you're doing yoga. So right. again, it is like if it's Christian or not pagan, then it's not yoga. Right. If it's if it's yoga, then it's like pagan. Then it's not Christian. Uh, you know, like I think yoga. I think we're closer to the same page than we than we thought we were when we started. But you insulted my sources, so I got offended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I kind of the difference. I guess some of the difference in where me and Abby are is our our opinion about spiritual things. Yeah, that seems to be like where we're on different pages, sort of. Which we've talked about that before when we talked about Christmas, like way, way back when I first right. uh, met you. But so we're on d- kind of different pages, but we're all in the same. Like, if you're a Christian, don't go to a yoga studio. Don't ask your right. friend, like, hey, hook me up with some yoga stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. And in, in the modern age, it's really not like, well, what else can I do? Like Solomon said, there's options. If you're willing to look for them, they're there. Ramwad. <laughs> that sounds so weird. Like, I know. It sounds like I something they would, like a sentence you would get in, in a, uh, <laughs> Star Trek or something. Trial by combat. Rob <laughs> <laughs> Practice of Rob <laughs> like, Sounds like Harry Potter. <laughs> sounds like a Harry Potter name. Harry They're Potter, really which good. Harry Potter, which Christians also can't do. So <laughs> they definitely can. Shut up. <laughs> don't take his Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't care. <laughs> well, uh, okay. I don't. I don't know if we helped at all, but he <laughs> got our opinions on it. So, yeah, just don't go to a yoga studio. <laughs> yeah, just don't go to a yoga studio. There don't we go. Get We're into talking. yoga. Don't get like, into yoga. And stretch, yeah. right? But don't get into yoga. Don't True start a yoga. Is. Can right. we? Can we say this? If you're going to start a church like group workout, don't call it yoga. Maybe not yeah. a great idea. Right. right. Don't do right. that. Right. right. So uh, next week, as of now, the idea we're going to talk about aliens, UFOs, encounters, all that good stuff. We're going to get I don't real fringy. Aliens, but aliens. I'm going <laughs> to blow my hair out like that guy. Dude, I love that guy and I love that show. It's so good. <laughs> I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. 
Oh, I gotta get uh, I gotta get a, a thing like a mask with an Illuminati. Oh, on. Illuminati! We gotta right. talk about Illuminati too. Get on there. Well, that'll come up at some point. Me and Abby are still. We haven't settled that one yet. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> but thanks Alien. everybody for joining us next Alien. week. Aliens. So tell Alien. everybody. <laughs> we'll yeah, see you guys. Bye guys. Bye. Peace.